The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined live from Canada by Fergus Craig. Hello, Fergus. Hello, Paul. Hi. Uh, what's going to come up on the show this week? Oh, am I? That's my duty to tell the listeners, is it? Yeah, I've decided that's your duty. So I couldn't be bothered. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to be uh, doing all the new best new recipes for yes. uh, autumn. Great. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about the uh, top ten places to go before you die. Yeah. Back at this destination. We'll That's the hashtag for yep. you at home. And um, we'll be asking, what does the prorogation of Parliament mean for the value of your house? Yeah. And is it ever right to kick a dog? Yes. All the big questions coming up. And we'll also look at Newcastle's victory over Spurs, the cup game against Leicester, and the upcoming game against Watford. You had one job, Fergus. One job. You didn't tell me that was my job. I, I know, didn't realise that was my job. I like to keep you on your toes. Okay. How are you? So, yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm you all good. right. Saw the game. Yeah. Saw it straight after uh, the glorious cricket victory. Yes. Felt like a really good day to be... Imagine those my, two sporting my, to victories. To be my particular flavour of sports fan, it was a good day. Yeah. Imagine those two victories, but in 31 degree heat in England, sat in a paddling pool for all of it, drinking Moretti like it was water. That was how I enjoyed it. Wow. It was pretty awesome. That sounds really good. It was really nice. I was tempted after it to just sort of walk into the sea and end it. Because you don't get many better sporting days than that. If it was a cup final... Suicide would have been high on the agenda, just to sort of get it over with. I've watched both of the major cricket victories of the summer on terrible streams, which has been really frustrating. I think maybe it's like when loads of people get on that stream, it becomes less reliable. This is why Newcastle streams are normally fine. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, the, the, luckily the Newcastle Spurs stream was fine for me. And I was able to see a victory that uh, neither of us nor probably any Newcastle fan predicted. No, I felt slightly relieved because sort of a bit of feedback from last week seemed to be that we were overly positive about the state of Steve Bruce and the club. And that we were sort of putting our heads in the sand. It was a bit of a relief not to get absolutely thumped. Not that that makes a difference to whether he's a good manager or not necessarily, because it's three games. No, I think last week we were very aware that we might be annoying 
our listeners and certainly weren't reflective mm. of how Newcastle fans feel. How many death also, threats did you on, have? It's been a really difficult week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, just from a personal point of view, we're just trying to d- justify maintaining uh, <laughs> sort of interest. You know, and I, like, I think it's just easier. We're both the sort of people who, for our own peace of mind, like to see the positive side. Yeah. You know. Well, there was, there was a study came out this week saying optimism does prolong your life. So we're, we're ahead go. of the curve. Sport, for me, is one of the few places in my life where I, it's an escape from the relentless negativity that I yeah. feel at everything else in the world. Now, we should get on um, to the Spurs game, but just on the nature of the power sport has to just make you unbelievably happy... My highlight of this game was, I'm sure you must have seen it, after Christian Atsu made a clearance in the box. It was on the stroke of half-time. Matt Ritchie came up and just kicked him to say, well yes. done. I don't think it yes, gets better than that. He kicked him. Just like right he, up the like arse. Like he was a corner flag. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the only way Matt Ritchie is able to show love. <laughs> Is through kicking, True. and that's because he grew up on the mean streets of Glasgow. He grew up in a bothy on the in the Highlands, and there it was. You like someone, you kick them. So uh, <laughs> let's let's go through the game. I guess. Yes. Uh, what were we the were changes to? Well, we're, formation we wise, we went back to where we had most of our success if you can call it that, against the bigger teams last season, certainly against Man City. We'd said on the pod last week, Shelby feels like a luxury player at the minute, but I was very surprised to see him gone because I, I got the feeling Bruce was trying to build the team around Shelby. I still wonder if he might do at home, but in the tougher away games, it was, it was quite a positive change to a more negative system, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Maybe to a more sort of realistic system. Yeah. Uh, Saint Maximin started. Yes. Unfortunately, didn't didn't last long. No, there was sort of there were questions about whether he was brought back too soon. I mean, Bruce has said he trained well all week, so it wasn't a sort of last minute. It's not like if you remember Pardew bringing back Denver, uh, not Denver Bar, Papi Cisse, and saying afterwards we didn't think. He might last the game. We thought this is make or break for him. He could easily get injured. Doesn't have the feeling of that kind of decision. Right. But this was on yeah. one of Dave's, because Dave, although he's not on the pod this week, because parenting has got in the way, he has sent a long list of topics to discuss. And this was one of them, which was... Uh, Shame to lose St. Maximum so early, worried that Bruce is keen to rush players back from injury. Maybe. Not Maybe. sure that's necessarily the case. Highly hard to say. Yeah. We don't hard really know what's going on. Yeah. But Maybe he'll do it a couple more times and uh, we'll be able to say that he is. Christian Atsu replaced him, got the assist. A really weird assist as well. Go on. Well, it was like a cross, but not from the wing. It was like a weird... It was a cross that was too narrow to be a cross that just seemed to somehow 
beat all the defence without looking particularly good. I don't. I still don't quite understand it. Well, it was sort of from the wing. It was like from wide. Yeah, and I guess was... the the angle it came in at was. I don't know. It's not well, like was... Keith Gillespie to Les Ferdinand level of almost a straight uh, line. Right. It was more. It, it was, was like, to call. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, there you go. Now you can no, comprehend. I can. It. I can imagine it now. Uh, we now pronounce it jo- Joe Linton now. Oh, do no, we? Jo- it's Joe. Oh, Joe Linton. Joe. There's like four syllables, I think. Joe Linton. Oh, jo- oh, I'm not going to pronounce it. I thought I'd learn. I was really confident. I knew how you said it two days ago. And Brexit's happening. We don't need to worry about how to pronounce foreign names now. We don't need to pretend exactly. anymore. It's fine. Okay, so Joe Lynch. Joey. 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 He he was in an awful lot of space, mm. but um, but uh, it was a, a, a whatever it was, whether it was a or a pass or whatever it was it was very accurate accurate from that yeah. and it did the trick and uh joe linton was in uh, a lot of space and did really well with it didn't he he did and i think as well it his first touch even though it looks a little bit heavy made all that space as well i mean sanchez I was, defending for spurs was pretty awful i think we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that first touch I think yeah it was, it was no that's what i mean it looked heavy to... but wasn't i think it was a deliberate first touch to take him they just took the defender completely out of the equation. He had an excellent game, didn't he, Joe? Yeah. He felt sort of a little bit like Rondon last season. Obviously, he's still very young, so you're not going to get that sort of consistency. He will have shit games still, like the Norwich one. But it's a relief to see that he can score. We've had a lot of strikers we've signed who've not scored and then gone on to do nothing. No, it's good. It it would have started to get worrying for mm. him as well if he yeah. did, if it got to five or six games without a goal. He would have not had confidence in the league. So it, it's good for him that he's done that. And um, it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really nice performance for him. He's just he's really strong. He's got a good touch. He, I think the change in formation really helped him as well because he is good at holding up the ball and bringing others in and having Almiron on the flank instead of just in behind him just makes so much more use of his pace. I think we looked so much better with that shape. I don't know. I hope we use that more. I get the feeling Bruce will definitely use it in the tougher away games. In the cup tonight, we've changed again, but we'll come on to that. Almiron did a lot of running yes. in, the, in the game. There are a few was... clips of him and Richie both just just looking like they've been wound up and left like a sort of clockwork toy to just leg it around. He was almost like Tevez-like in his sort yeah. of t- tenacity. I like Almiron. Uh, it's, you feel like he does need a goal soon. He really, I mean, talking about Joe Ellington getting a goal, uh, being good for his confidence... Almiron, it's about time for him and for yeah. everyone that he got one. He looks like, you know how he's always sort of smiling? Yes. But it's it's like a wry smile. It's, it's like, never convincing. I think, he's an, I think he's, I sort of like it. I think he's one of those sort of 
players who plays with anger all the time. I think it's like Ronaldinho uh, was like that. Like he, he smiled all the time, but it was it was like underneath was a sort of anger. It's like you know, like Jose Mourinho always smiles when yeah. he's angry. Do you know I what I mean? It's like that. Jose Mourinho's got more of like a Bond villain smile, though. I think Almiron, for me, it doesn't look like anger. It looks like fear. He looks like he's in a hostage video saying, I'm being treated really well and I'm very happy. But there's sort of <laughs> a bead of sweat coming down the side and a, an AK-47 pointed at him off camera. Maybe. I think it's more like a sort of... He looks happy. Betrays it. Well, I, I, think, I think it's more a kind of like... Betrays like how much he wants it <laughs> and is not getting it. I don't know. And when I say it, I mean sex. <laughs> yeah. um, and let's. I think we're going to do this later in the pod. Let's move on to sex generally. What are your views? Okay. <laughs> um, well, speaking of sex, um, as Dave Watson says in his email. Paul Dummett was imperious. Yes. Um, Paul Dummett, our sexiest player. Um, he's he, he's a man who looks flasher than he is, I think. Has he still got his frosty tips? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Uh, but he, he, got, he got a man in the match, which wouldn't have been many people's bet. I can't imagine he's won. I've always rated him higher than it seems like most people do. Well, he's one of those ones when he was playing left-back, all you used to hear is he's rated higher as a centre-back, but because we played four at the back, we've never really seen it. Thankfully, Florian Lejeune is constantly injured for a good third of the season, at least. He's played the vast majority of his career at left-back, and he's not a modern left-back. No. But, you know, I think he's been good for us. But I can't imagine he's won many Man of the Match awards in his career. No. Um, But he's very good in the air, isn't he? I think that's where he... He's just very tidy. He doesn't seem to make mistakes. Positioning seems to be a lot better than, say, Lascelles. You don't see him caught out that often. Right. He's just very tidy. He's an unglamorous but very tidy player who... the sort of player like Aaron Hughes, who you could easily imagine as yes, in I previous eras. Aaron Hughes a moment ago. Yeah, I think in previous eras, eras we'd have sold him for a sort of Titus Bramble type. Right. Well, I, I hope he has a good season for us. That yeah. was um, an encouraging performance from him. Longstaff, I thought, looked very good as well. It's good to see Longstaff and Hayden back together. Although we do seem to be trying to or were trying to build a team around Shelby, you sort of think, why not build it around the very promising midfielder who man you want to buy for 50 million? Seems like a better bet and is more mature than the 29-year-old Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. That would... It would be my hope that he'll start most games this season. And his brother is making... Is a uh, debut for us tonight. Yes. Shall we move on to that now? Because we're recording this before, live. Oh, sorry. Before before we finish on Spurs, yes, right now Newcastle are playing uh, 
Leicester, it's not on a stream. We don't live in Newcastle. We're not able to see the game. All we know right now, as it stands, is that it's half time and Leicester are winning 1 0. Of course, you know, because you're listening to this in the future, that we go on to win the game 4 1. Yeah. But um, right now, it doesn't look so good. Um, but before we finish with the Spurs game, it's probably worth mentioning the mentioning the uh, penalty that oh yes, perhaps Spurs should have had. Yeah, I think they should have. I think it was it was a, a definite, definite penalty. <laughs> I think that I mean I can see the argument Shearer made it, and some others have that. Like I can see the argument that Kane is leaning into him. It looked but so deliberate, does though. Take it's not him a out with form. his head. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he does uh, take him. This is like I think we've done well so far this season, not talking about VAR much. Yeah, and hopefully we won't have to talk about it much more. But it occurred to me that um, what's his name, Mike Dean, and mm. what referees might be doing. He didn't give the decision because he's. Because, uh, perhaps because he doesn't, he doesn't want to be proved wrong. He doesn't want to. Um, he, he's basically bottling it, so he didn't give the penalty decision, and he's waiting for VAR to sort it out for him. But the way their system is, is they only correct it if it's a clear and obvious mistake. Yeah, which even then, I'd argue it it was. Sure, but I wonder whether it means that we'll get less penalties. Because referees Maybe. will be more reluctant to give the penalty decision, and then they'll, they're uh, still the people in the VAR really, box they, will be yeah. like, "Yeah, sure," but whether they'll be more reluctant to like overturn it, yeah. and therefore you'll get less penalties. I don't know. I think as well, if you overturn it, it's probably that slightly uncomfortable thing if you're saying your colleagues shit. <laughs> sure, I wonder but if there's a level like, of politeness that goes into it. Yeah, but then if that's the case, then what's the point in having the system? <laughs> They're famously polite referees, though, so it's it's tricky for them. It's true. It's true. But yeah, um, that felt like it. There was another decision, I feel like, as well. Another. I can't. It's gone. I can't remember. Sean Longstaff. I did listen. Promising. I thought good shot away sure. again. I know we talked about him, but I just remembered that. What could have been a thunderbolt as well, say, but it's good to see him getting forward more, not just hanging back. Nice to see and Steve then, Bruce already tweaking Rafa's formation and improving it. I think all the listeners would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. He really needed that victory and was yes. very happy to get it. And then, uh, I mean, it was quite nice. Paul Dummett like, posted on social media when he pictures of him with a man of the match trophy. Uh, saying that uh, the warm-up was good that day, yeah. which I think was a pro-Bruce message rather yes. than a dig at Bruce. It was a joke about um, uh, uh, suggesting that some of the criticism of Bruce that week had been over the, the top. And Bruce did seem like particularly like personally slighted and offended. Yes. That- I don't know if you read the uh, the new football journalism source the athletic i think it is they had a good article 
Talking about Bruce, it, no. Bruce ringing Alex Ferguson before the game for advice and talking about the sort of recommendation of getting a siege mentality going. Is Alex Ferguson ever off the phone? Because it <laughs> seems like all football managers are always calling Alex Ferguson. He's, he's so. sort of like a managerial one-man babe station. <laughs> constantly, yeah. constantly there while other people Just ring always online. Needing to be talked, talked to a finish. But but yeah, Bruce, I I listened to um, six oh six after the game for my sins, yeah. and uh, you must be, you must be homesick if you're living in Canada listening to six oh six. I know, I know. Like and well, I you know I didn't want to miss a second of my favourite broadcaster Robbie Savage. <laughs> no, who would? And and he was on the phone. Um, he interviewed uh, Steve Bruce and they had a really chummy chat. And Steve Bruce was saying, you know, basically admitting that he'd been really upset that week by some of the criticism and, and thinking it was uh, really over the top and they were having a good old laugh about it. And then, like, I know um, Robbie Savage is basically like football's Piers Morgan or even like Katie Hopkins. He's just sort of there to wind you up. Yeah. But like he like he said like on air, he said that he would never criticize Steve Bruce. Of course, I would never criticize Steve Bruce because he gave me a really good contract when I was a footballer and made my family's life a lot better. So I would never criticize him. So don't like we all know that there's like a chumocracy. In- I think at least that's more upfront. Robbie Savage. It is up front. Of, like we all know, it's there. Like that. Like that sort of mindset has helped people like Sam Allardyce and Steve Bruce and Alan Pardew, uh, all the British pundits in the media, like having worked with them over the years. But like to admit it, it's like your job to give opinions on football. Oh, I know. But the thing with Robbie Savage being annoyed at him for talking rubbish it's a bit like being annoyed at a dog for running into a puddle it's, it's just yeah. it doesn't have just, it doesn't have human instincts it's just shouting at the moon isn't it yeah it's like a very stupid he's a terrible moon. pundit that we fund through our license fee i'm very glad mm. about it yeah but so yeah i just had to get that off my chest because it no. really wound me up in my Canadian kitchen. <laughs> Drinking a pint of British <laughs> nut brown ale. Yeah. Before, before watching EastEnders. Just trawling through the Google image to search for um, the Dales. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, I think on that note, we're going to take a quick break for some British adverts. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. It just occurs to me, I don't know if it's like other podcasts, you know when you go on holiday and the adverts are from the country you're in. So there may not have been British adverts, which I find disgusting and I can only apologise for. I don't think that we are a big enough operation. Thank God. To have different adverts going in different countries. We're bespoke. We're, We're a boutique podcast, you mean? 
I think most likely the advert was just that thing I recorded a couple of years ago of saying (laughs) about Ladbrokes. For Woolworths. Yeah, for Woolworths, yeah. Right, shall we... There's not a lot to talk about the Leicester game, really. We were... Here's a question, just quickly. Just quickly on adverts. Here's a question. If... uh, Sports Direct offered to sponsor this podcast in exchange for us going full time with the Newcastle Natter. <laughs> would you do it? How much would we be getting? And yes, like enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it would pay your mortgage. Yeah, like, it would be would. full time. It would be. <laughs> it would mean who the fuck would listen to that? <laughs> I mean, I don't care. It would be like so corrupt. I'd put coded anti sports direct messages into the content. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I, I think. think. Yeah, we'd do it. Of course you would. <laughs> um, okay, carry on. Leicester game. There's a lot of talk about us taking the cup seriously and that being Bruce's main ambition. We've made seven changes, Leicester only made two. We seem to get a lot of niggly injuries around cup games, bizarrely, that are then okay for the the following league game. It's a bit of a shame yeah. not to be going for it at home. As as we speak, it's still half time. Uh, no, it's it's currently fifty one minutes into the game and it's still one uh, now. But yeah, looking at the lineup, everyone in the in the first team are like proper first team players it's not like we've filled it with kids yeah Muto's got a start Williams has got a start you'd want him to be getting starts because he's yeah. supposed to be you know and Kraft as well up in our first 11 I would have yeah I would have thought uh, Kieran oh, Clark you might sort of wonder why he's playing but you know I don't, I don't think it's yeah Matty Longstaff as well I think it's hard to begrudge seeing him yeah, I mean, Key's not even playing. So, I mean, I, I, it's not like we've thrown it away. No. Oh, and think, we've just scored uh, live. Have we? Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, let me. I'm just going to refresh to see who that was. I oh, know it's not come up on mine yet. Who this got the goal, Paul? This is the worst kind of live sports reporting. <laughs> We're reporting <laughs> no. on it live to people that know the final score. Muto. Who got the goal? Well, there you go. I've always said. I wonder if he drew a foul, which then led to the goal. That <laughs> is his specialty. I've always said that Muto would come good for us. I've always said it. And uh, Willem's He's... assist as well. You are you're you live, go. proven right. Well, let's yeah. let's move on from there, and we'll yeah we'll keep updated with that. Should we go on to Twitter questions? Go on. We've had a few. Andy Sheldon. Is there a place in the squad for Dwight Gale anymore? He's got. A f- uh, was Spurs a fluke, or can you see this being the start of something special and maybe even beautiful? Dwight Gale first. I would say there's definitely a place for him in the squad because we've got yeah. two other strikers. Yeah. Uh, oh no, Carroll. We've got Andy yeah. Carroll, haven't we? Bloody hell. We've Although, got Andy Carroll, who may not play hardly any minutes this yeah. season. And you would have thought that uh, Andy Carroll will be, um, uh, you know, substituting for Joe Linton. 
Yeah. Uh, that sort of a role. I think that there's definitely a role for Dwight Gale to play this season. Yeah. Um, I think you look at the season before last, under Rafa, he was quite a useful player to have. He's good at sort of closing down people from the front, and he is a good finisher. I'm still not totally sure there's the argument that he's a championship-level striker. I still think he's not really had the rub of the green in the Premier League, but you only get so many chances. I would say this is his last chance at a top-flight season. Sure, but I don't think he'll be getting a lot of starts for us no. unless um, injuries require it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, may, you know, who knows? Maybe by, by January time he'll end up off on loan somewhere again. But uh, assuming we don't sign another striker in January, I think he'll definitely get some opportunities this season. Yeah. And was Spurs a fluke, or can you see this being the start of something special and maybe even beautiful? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't describe it as a fluke. Um, I'm not expecting us to go on a Europe-challenging run right now. No. But um, it, it's nice to know that we can get a result. Spurs were definitely off. Yes, the lack of Ericsson um, was used. I mean, we've played Spurs and Arsenal probably the best times you could hope to play them. Yeah. But and Norwich probably the worst. I think we've beaten Spurs the last four times we've been at White Hart Lane. Obviously, we lost them at Wembley. Yes, that's right. But um, we have a good record there. And um, yeah, they were a bit off. But there's still a much better side than we are and it was nice to see us even though we got like a fair bit of luck it was nice to see us prove that we're yeah. capable of I mean we've had in terms of it being a fluke I don't think you could call that game a fluke I remember the game against Spurs years ago we won 1-0 and Tim Krull pulled off about 20 first class saves that was a fluke this was just a game right. plan and Spurs were limited to very few chances but I think the, yeah, I mean, the limiting quite good teams away from home last season wasn't our biggest problem. I think whether we have a plan for how to control games at home is the biggest thing. I think that's sort of what prompted Bruce's formation change, but I'm not sure that's necessarily going to be coming on. Well, speaking of controlling games at home, our current mm-hmm. possession... In, uh, against Leicester at home is 34%. That's so, um, 14% up on what we had against Spurs at the weekend, 20%. <laughs> right. Well, this is like a, a sort of like um, theme of uh, football at the moment, isn't it? That whichever yeah. team decides they're the weaker team basically goes for as little possession as possible. Yeah. You know, teams against Man City are on like 8% possession or whatever <laughs> at the moment. So, um, But then it sort uh, of, it makes it like, if you look at when we beat Man City last season, we wouldn't have done that if we'd played expansively, I don't think. No. Scafey or Chris84, at Chris84Lukey asks, uh, not a popular one, but instead of the relegation percentages, can we get a percentage on Newcastle finishing higher under Bruce than they did under Rafa last season? Got a win eight games earlier. Appreciate this might not age well, but let's get some balance. Why not? So what, 
Where did we finish last season? Uh, I want to say 13th, but it could have been anywhere between 13th and 15th. Shit, let's fucking... Right, we need to find this out right now. Uh, Right, 20... 18... Oh, fuck. 20... 18... 19... We're doing a lot Premier League. Yeah, I know. It's exciting, though, isn't it? Real heart and mouth stuff. It's like listening to a local radio show at three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) With less truckers calling in. Okay. We finished 13th. You were right on 45 points. Well done. Um, Percentage chance of us finishing higher than 13th, I would say is... 25%. 25%. I was going to say 35. Yeah, I think maybe you're, I think maybe you're better. I mean, who knows? I'm going to go, yeah, I'll go, for, I'll move out 30%. 30% chance of finishing higher than 13. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, our squad is See? stronger now than it was at the start of last season. And we have got more points than we did at this stage last season. But we do have a demonstrably poorer manager. So who yeah. knows? Uh, okay. Any more? Twelfth At Twelfth Man Toon asks, with Big Joe grabbing his first, can you suggest any other folksy nicknames for Brucey's band of merry men? Thinking Little John Joe, Brother Sean, St. Alan of Maximum, and Marty Big Hands. Oh, shit. I thought I wish I'd been given an opportunity to think yeah. of some, some nicknames for our players. I mean, the short answer is no. <laughs> no, we'll come back to you next week. Yeah. We'll think of some. We'll have a, a proper think. And Bedford Mag, I was going to say, I thought he hadn't written in. But he, of course. Number one, there's several questions. Despite Miggy not scoring, is he a must-start player for us as he offers so much more? I would say yes to that. Yeah, he, he would still be... Wouldn't necessarily be first on the team sheet, but he'd still be in my starting eleven. Yeah, he's probably our most talented player, I would say. Possibly. Two. Did you notice that as soon as Brucey switched back to playing how we used to, we played much better? I, I did notice that. Mm. Three. But it's oh. better. It, but it, it's almost. It's a better. Again, here I am with the Bruce positivity. I yeah. mean, like. Uh, you'd rather him do that than out of some kind of like stubbornness or vanity. Yeah. Try and, and prove to everyone that his way of doing things would do, be- would do best, you know? Yeah. I think the idea of a sort of an aging English manager is sort of Frank Bassett. Oh, no, Mike Bassett, someone yeah. completely inflexible. And I think it's it's a positive sign. I didn't think he would change formation that soon. And that in itself is a positive sign for me. Certainly because we got the result. Yeah. But then if we hadn't have got the result, then you might have, we might have been saying that. But we got the performance, the I think, 
as well. We weren't terrible yeah. against Arsenal either, even though they had an off day. We've had one very poor performance and two yeah. quite decent ones. And we've got three points from three games. One and a half quite decent ones, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, there are more, but we need to rattle on, I think. So I think we will move on now to the Watford game. Right, yeah. We'll Good time to be playing Watford. Yes, they are on zero points. Uh, I mean, there's... There's an argument that they've been the worst team so far this season. Yeah. They've had a worse start than us. They've had a worse um, start with us, and I would say quite easier fixtures. Yeah. This is the sort of game we, where I think we're going to find out a bit more about what Bruce has got about him and tactically, because... I don't think we can set up like we did against Spurs for this. This is the sort of game where we have to try and control it and put them under the cosh. If you've lost three in a row, as we know from a lot of experience at the start of a season, the pressure on you to get anything in the game after that goes up exponentially. It it might be a game where neither team wants to to take the initiative and control it. Um, but yeah, you would hope that we'd get something from that because after that we've got Liverpool away. But then we've got Brighton at home. So yeah. there are opportunities to pick up some points, but this is, we won't get many better chances to pick up some no. points. Again, we seem to be coming game. up against a team at a good time to face them. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if St. Maximin will start again. It sounds like he's going to be out with his hamstring. I don't think it's as serious as they thought it would be. But is it the international break after this game? Yeah. I think it is. I would imagine if he is risked, it would be on the bench, especially after the way Atsu played in his place. Yeah, Atsu did did have a good game, didn't he? Yeah. He seemed very determined. Um, So, yeah, maybe St. Maximin will come off the bench. Um, I think the uh, defence sort of picks itself it depends on the shape he goes for as well whether he tries the more expansive sort of 5-4-1 with Shelby personally I would stick with having wingers just to get the most out of Almiron we do look more dangerous with him there rather than the number 10 role I'd be surprised if he didn't start uh, Longstaff and Hayden again yes same here Um, so yeah. What's your prediction? I, uh, uh, fuck it. 2 1 us. Yeah, Why I'm not? Gonna, I'm going to go 2 0. 2 0. I think I mean, we sort might. of made, feels like it will be a draw. But okay, I'm going to go for it. 2 1 us. And Almiron will get his first goal. That's going to go all out positivity. I think there's going to be a long staff goal as well. Okay. So put your house on it. It's going to happen. Well, okay. Okay, do it. Okay, fine. Still one all in the, what I would call the yeah. most pointless updates to be giving on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I and think that's every, oh, Dean Saunders is going to jail for 10 weeks. There you go. Oh, terrific. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Seems. Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion on that, but it just popped up while I was looking, Dean... refreshing the score. 
Is Dean Saunders a regular on TalkSport? Not sure. He feels like he should be. Feels like he should be. It feels like he might be part because that I really like. There's a whole sort of culture going on in the Talksport offices. Yeah, which feels there's a lot of videos of Ray Parler. I saw a video of Ray really Parler drunk on after the tube. work. Yeah, yeah, and I saw a video of Ray Parler and Alan Brazil like walking around a supermarket drunk. Alan Brazil looks like sort of. He just looks like he's about to explode. I want to buy the rights to the film about the Adam Brazil breakfast show. <laughs> you know, like it would be yeah. like the, the Motley Crue book, you know, yeah. it's just <laughs> sort of like Anchorman like, meets Greg's. Yeah. Just a constant tale of like, of um, consumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't think you'll have to buy the rights. I don't think it's going to be a bit more, but I would, I would like to see that film. I mean, it's definitely there for the taking, isn't it? Yeah. Well, on that bombshell, we should probably wrap up. But uh, thank you All very right. much for joining us, you the Natter listeners, and thank you to you, Fergus Craig. Thank you. And I don't know if we'll be on next week if it's the international break. We well, no. There's one. There's uh, we might do one after the Watford yes, game, right? That makes more sense. More sense that we'll be on next week, and yes. then maybe we'll have a break. And we may have Dave on childcare issues permitting. Hopefully, that would be nice. It would be nice. I miss him. I miss his Not facts and reason. Oh yeah, and his Twitter beef. Right. Well, thank you very much to you all, and see you next week. Goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.